you know, people tend to hold things close to them. I got, this is my baby and I, I don't know if I want to share it or they might not feel somebody else will truly understand how they want to put things together. But I, I think that um, the more that collaboration is encouraged, uh, yeah, we'll, it'll just become part of our culture. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. Well, here we are, Drew. Here we are, JK. Whether you like it or not, we are back on Between the Grooves. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's your weekly look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. And uh, today, we are going to be chatting with none other than Alan Froze. He's a Canadian artist. Mm -hmm. Um, He always goes down to to Nashville to record his the last couple of albums. Yep. And so he's been doing that. Uh, we're going to be chatting a little bit about uh, collaboration, especially in this season that we're in. Uh, so that is coming up in just a bit. But before we get to that, we need to check in with the Community Cork Board. Community Cork Board! What do you want to chat about? Uh, I don't even know. Hey, you know what? We have, a, we have a, a good friend of ours with some news, eh? Yes. Come on now. Yes. Right? In fact, we've had him on Between the Grooves. Yes. Uh, past guest and also a Faith Strong Today contributor, Origin, has released a new single called Distance. He says it's, quote, thoughtful, lyrical reflection on coping with the global pandemic. Mm. So certainly timely. You can listen Mm. to Distance on your favorite streaming platform or show some support by purchasing on Bandcamp and you can pay what you can price. That's uh, that's the deal there. Mm-hmm. Origin is spelled O-R-I-J-I-N if you're looking for him online. Origin and distance. Check it out. What else have we got? Well, you know what? This has been interesting. So something came up on uh, on social media the other day and um, featuring uh, the owner and president of Spotify, his CEO of Spotify, Daniel Eck. And he said some amazing things. Let me... Um, <clears throat> Let me get this ready. So basically what he said was that musicians really just need to get off their butts and focus on releasing music as as often as possible. So they can't just rely on releasing music, you know, three or four times a year or sorry, three every three or four times, um, you know, in three or four years. It needs to be like as often as possible all the time. The problem is, well, there's tons of problems. He's also saying that there is, hold on, I want to make sure I get this language correct because this is amazing, that there is a narrative fallacy that's been created and caused music fans to believe that Spotify doesn't pay musicians enough for the streams of music. Well, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second, I'm, Drew. This guy makes me angry. This is, <laughs> he really makes me angry. It's math. It's basic math. If you do the math, and I've seen the charts online where it compares, you know, you buying the song versus, you know, playing it on iTunes or other streaming services. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Spotify is right on the bottom of the list. It is the bottom of the list. As far as what you make. That's right. When songs are played. And you can only listen to so much music. You know, you as a consumer can only listen to one song at a time. That's right. right. So if Spotify pays the least amount of money, 
uh, don't come now saying, well, the solution to this is coming out with more music. This is the thing. It's like, like I agree, you know, in in a lot of ways, I agree. Like the idea of like in this day and age, you you can't record music once every three or four years and think that's enough. I, you know what? I agree with that. Sure, I totally agree with that. Um, Especially it, it, the fast paced world that we live in, you need to keep in front of this your audience. is the thing. So he, he has a point, but the point sucks. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like they're paying less than. Get, let me get this right, everybody. Less than zero point zero zero five cents per stream. I think the actual number is like zero zero four three seven or something like that. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah, that's per stream. So these artists aren't making a whole lot of money, and then he expects artists to actually fork over a ton more money to record their songs and release them more often. I think he's sort of losing the connection there. There is there is no narrative fallacy. This is the truth. And artists, yes, they should be releasing more music. And in my opinion, maybe singles over albums, unfortunately, just because of the money aspect. But this guy has no clue what he's talking about. He is completely blind to the truth of what Spotify is doing. Now, again, I love Spotify. I use Spotify. It's my favorite streaming service. Right. As a service, I love what they do with the fans, uh, the listeners. Fantastic. I have no complaints. But when it comes to the artists, they there's so much more they can be doing. So Spotify needs to change their uh, financial business model. Yes. To accommodate artists yes. uh, better. Yes. Um, and maybe that means changing the way they're, they derive their income as, as an organization. Right. As a company. Yes. Right? As a yes. business. Yes. Um. And maybe, you know, I know you can pay for a subscription. Yes. Maybe the subscription gets increased. Yes. And maybe you charge more for the ads, th- for the ads that you hear if you don't subscribe. All these things are amazing ideas. Yes. Right? And, that's right. And, and that's pretty basic stuff. Yes. But what business are, is going to do that? Because they, they want more money. It's always, I mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah. But unfortunately, these people are, you know, whatever. <laughs> And it's funny, like online watching these artists, um, these amazing artists, um, wonderful artists speak out against what Daniel's saying. I can't actually say some of their stuff because it's all a bunch of cuss words. Yeah. Um, but, and even, you know, even as an artist, I know there's a, some of you out there might be going, well, hold on, Drew, shouldn't you be sporting artists by not listening to Spotify? And yeah, you know, maybe you're right. Cause maybe I'm a part of the problem. Maybe, you know, I'm part of what's killing, you know, a major income stream for artists and creators. I, and I am one. I am one who, right. who needs that money too. <laughs> so yes, I'm that. And at the end of the day, what you said, JK, I think that's the easiest solution. If they just change how they made their money, how they took the income and how they shared it with the artists. And how they shared it, like percentage wise. Yeah, that's the key right you there. You know, I think they need to up the game as far as the amount they're paying per per listen. Totally. Um, you know, I, I understand the element of uh, introducing more songs more frequently. Yeah. I definitely that agree with that. That makes sense to me. Totally. You know, yeah. In, in the does. world that we live in right now, there's so much competition. It's so, That's right. It's so much easier to record a song. It's still expensive, but yes. it's easier than it was 30 years ago <laughs> or sure. 50 years ago <laughs> or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, it still doesn't solve the <laughs> exactly. payout. That's exactly right. On the streaming services. That's right. right. At the end of the day, that's the the big problem. It's right. we There needs to be a better way for artists to make money from these streaming services. Tidal does a great, uh, they're another streaming service. They do an amazing job of paying their their um, their artists out. Mind you, it's a premium fee for people who join Tidal. Um, right. Even Apple Music does a much, much better job. Yeah. Spotify, they got to just 
change what stop, they do. Stop being cheap. Stop being so cheap. Yeah. Yeah. But we're Spotify. I think, <laughs> you know, I think there's nothing wrong with a company and an organization from making a profit. That, because That's business, man. Because that allows them to remain sustainable. Yeah. But paying the artists well and and knowing that they will support you. There it is. Right? There it is. Yeah. And and the listeners will as well. That's right. Like, you know, That's right. I, I think a lot of listeners are a little dumbfounded at the fact that the artists get so little money from Spotify. The more this comes out, uh, right. it, you know, people are not impressed. Yeah. Right? Exactly. How can you expect to produce more, better music, <laughs> music. <laughs> if, if you're not making any money exactly. on the streaming services? That's yeah, right. you got to get your money elsewhere. And, sure. and artists have adapted over the last few years because of this new model. That's right. But pay them a little bit more. Come exactly. on. Seriously. Sorry. Oh, man. Getting off on that little conversation dude, for a while dude, there. I know. I know, man. I know. Anyways. I will say hmm. this whole COVID pandemic has uh, been interesting over the last few months because number one, it's gone on so long. Uh, it's certainly longer than SARS, to my yeah, to my knowledge. That's right. <laughs> um, but for the last few months, it's been an interesting time, as we have discussed in the past, with artists and musicians yeah. um, in coming up with material, writing new music. Yeah. And the big, the big word of the day, I would say, is collaboration. That's exactly it, man. Whether it's on Zoom calls, yep. you know, songwriting together, or recording, sending audio files through the internet to, you know, a guy who's going to add an instrument, add a track to your song or whatever. Yep. I think this has forced the issue with a lot of artists to step up the game in that sense. Yeah, yeah. You know? I agree. So uh, that brings us to our guest today. Uh, this is a conversation uh, we've had with Alan Froze, who's mm -hmm. a Canadian artist, uh, Christian artist in Canada. And uh, I thought this conversation was going to, you know, gear around, you know, going to Nashville to record your stuff mm -hmm. versus recording in Canada. I thought right, right. I thought that's the way the conversation was going. But as you know, with Between the Grooves, you never know where the conversation is going to go. <laughs> that's right. And so this conversation is with Alan Froze. And really, we get into that whole collaboration stuff mm -hmm. and, and almost almost brainstorming a little. That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is a great conversation uh, with Alan Froze on Between the Grooves. interested in that nashville game because yeah because i mean you alan have a choice any artist has a choice where they record their music and you've decided to go to nashville every time you record the last at least the last couple of times i don't know what you were doing before then yeah yeah so the last two projects uh, recorded down in nashville uh the faith inside project i did which drew stopped in on the sessions yeah. and checked it out some good times there. Yeah, Josh McIntosh playing the electric guitar on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was done in in um, Ontario. Yeah, by uh, Carmen Berry. That's right. And uh, but yeah, the last two um, times working uh, in Nashville, the the experience went so well two years ago with the We Won't Stop project that I thought, you know, I'm going to do this again. And that's what the Cash and, Brothers, right? Yeah, so the Cash Brothers I worked with in um, or on the We Won't Stop project, yeah. and yeah, really loved it. Went really well. Uh, Cody Norris was also working with them. Yes, I love that guy. Yeah, really good guy. And so, um, yeah, the project went 
you know, very smooth and love the production, the shimmer that they put on it. I don't know. It's that magic Nashville dust or whatever they use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a sprinkling. But, uh, we need the sound effect of the sprinkling of the magic dust to go right. on the music. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you know, in speaking with a number of the the American uh, music directors and uh, program directors at uh, you know U.S. radio, they were just saying that they notice a difference. There's something different about the production there that works for them for radio, mm-hmm. and obviously it translates well into this market as well. And um, and so when I went to go do the second project, I reached out to the Cash Brothers, and they were working on doing, uh, you know, traveling as a band, and yes. um, you know, uh, what's their band called? I, we should know it. I forgot. Now. We the. <laughs> But an, an amazing band. I don't know why I forgot the name. Yeah, really good. Are we being recorded right now? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> okay. It's fine. It's all good. You'll edit it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit? We don't edit? Probably not, actually. <laughs> it's more fun not to. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what? Yeah, you're giving the people, uh, this is raw. This is... That's right. That's right. This is us. Yeah, just, oh, you know what? It, we the kingdom, of we course. We the kingdom. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Holy Water. Great single. Oh, my gosh. Great yeah. song. Yeah. Isn't it? And yeah. and so yeah, they so Scott had ma- mentioned that they're doing this band thing, and as far as more the indie worship projects, they were referring everything to Cody because Cody had um, branched out on his own after being with them for seven years, mm. and so Cody and I worked on the All Things New EP together. Nice and. Same thing. He he's got his own little magic dust that he sprinkled on it, but um, yeah, the whole vision for the project, just like the previous one, was you know, recording worship songs, obviously, but also making them radio friendly so there that they can go further than I can go. Yes. You know, yes, and definitely with COVID nineteen, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so, and most people are sort of, uh, you know. Lockdown, Lockdown Brown. I love your your uh, shows that you do. Are you still doing them Friday nights? Um, I'm going to start again next week. I took a break just because life got a little bit crazy, but um, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back to it next week. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, they've been good and lots of great feedback on the shows too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for technology, right? Oh, yeah, and totally. It just, I mean, we it it's changing the way that that we. Get, you know, obviously get our music out there live, right? Mm-hmm. And certainly people were doing live shows online before, but this is uh, the new normal, if we could call it a normal. Oh, definitely. <laughs> exactly. This, this yeah. isn't going away. Exactly. When COVID-19 right. is long gone, this is this is here to stay, this online so. stuff, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, so what's great is we're seeing – you know, people like yourself, Drew, and and other artists, uh, just be being raw, right, and connecting with with uh, their fan base, and you know, laying down things, uh, and it's not, um, you know, maybe really rehearsed or you know really planned out. I, maybe you you do a lot of planning, but uh, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it it just seems like yeah, it's just really natural and raw, and you know you're you're in somebody's living room, so to speak. It's like a living room concert, right? That's right. That's right. And, and you're taking requests and and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a ton of fun. So I'm planning to do some of that. I'd plan to do a 
release with the new EP, like a release concert. So I don't know when that would live uh, in person be taking place whenever things maybe really open up. I'd love to, but in the meantime, I'm planning one of those kind of things online as well. Um, yeah, maybe Facebook Live, Insta Live, something like that, right? That's good, man. And uh, yeah, just uh, have some fun with it and get the message out, share some song stories. And um, yeah, so, but um, yeah, the, the production side of things, you know, we've got obviously great producers here. Drew, you're a great producer. You record your own music. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, we have a lot of great production here. And I think it's, um, yeah, you know, just comes down to, you know, as you're building relationships with people doing, doing the work, doing the music, um, you, you, you tend to stick with what you know. And I think that's one of the things too, that drew me back to oh, yeah. going to the, you know, Nashville. But part of it too, was the, you know, the adventure going down, driving down. I took my boys with me, um, and, uh, you know, had some good hang times and I'm talking about my, my sons and, uh, yeah, just make a, a little vacation of it. Right. And now moving forward, if the borders remain closed for the next project and singles, I'll probably look to do a lot of it here, maybe do some of the arranging, get some of the feedback, you know, from Cody and the team and maybe if Scott and Ed are back, uh, doing some indie artist stuff yeah, yeah. and right. And, but, um, yeah, look maybe to do something locally. Right. And, um, yeah, a lot of great music being produced, uh, right here at home. Right. So, and with technology, you could, you know, still do a lot of it in the States, just yeah. not physically be there. That's right. You know, how many times have you seen that with an artist where, uh, you know, you've got, uh, in Canada, specifically where you've got an artist, say, in Ontario, and the background vocals were done by somebody out west somewhere, and then another guy laid down some, you know, instrumental or, or some kind of music, uh, music bed or whatever, and that was just another track that was, you know, by somebody out east or whatever, you know, you, that technology does exist. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of projects are done like that, and even pre-COVID, right? That's right. That was, that was definitely something that was quite the norm and um yeah so we'll probably be exploring more of that um you know moving forward and i'm always writing and you know writing faster than i can get songs out there and as drew knows there's a cost to it right so that's it, it, <laughs> it you gotta you gotta go at a certain pace and and also it's giving the songs that you record and put out there some breathing room and some some time to to really uh grow legs and get traction and so forth so um you know your station james has been very supportive of my music thank you you know for playing the the tunes and um and and for for each single they tend to have a good six month uh, run um in, in most canadian stations which is great yeah, it's it's different for for every song and and yeah, every artist totally. as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, interestingly enough, you know that your last two projects you mentioned that you um, recorded produced in the states. What made you decide that you wanted to do a full length album or or an album versus just a single? Was it just a, was it a cost if you're going down to the states? May as well record a bunch of them, or or you know was that a business decision you made? Was it an album or an EP? Well, I'm just saying more oh, than okay. one song. Gotcha, gotcha. Right? Yeah, 
Yeah, great question. So the idea, yeah, maximize the, the time there. And I had a number of songs that I wanted to get out there. I had more than six songs, of course. We always go in with, uh, uh, you know, maybe a dozen or two dozen songs and then narrow it down to the, the top, you know, if we're an EP, the top three to six songs, I guess, right? And so for this project, wanted to um, get a bunch recorded uh, all at once within sort of the same flavor and production feel and the same vision. And then the idea, release the the actual um EP, of course, internationally on all the digital skins, which is easy to do nowadays. And then each each song release um, to radio, you know, every every six months or so. Uh, and and so, yeah, from a business standpoint, it, it does make sense. It's more cost effective to get it all done at once, at least when you're traveling somewhere right to get the music done um you don't have to keep traveling for single or per couple of singles um getting it all done was certainly good and then getting a bundled deal <laughs> right sure. as well yeah, sure. I understand. Yeah. yeah so yeah um and it, it it really it's it's pretty easy when you're already in that mode of recording uh tacking on more songs it 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 goes quite smooth, I find. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you think that Nashville sprinkle, if you will, that <laughs> that thing? <laughs> what do you think that is? Because like it's accurate. It's and it's not just the drums are cooler or the guitars are cooler. I I think I know what it is. Oh boy. No, oh. I I, I yeah, think it would be good to hear your feedback. I think <laughs> I think a lot of it is the number of tracks that are recorded. As in I, it's less. I think it's more. I think it's more. Maybe. It's not, I'm not saying more as in all jumbled up. I'm saying right. more and, you know, the the various tracks, music tracks are, you know, ebbing in and out. Right. Yes. So, so yeah. it doesn't sound like mush. It doesn't yeah. sound like it doesn't sound messy. It's it's still clean. But I think there are more tracks, whether it be just a, a synth with a, you know, just playing a single uh, like a string sound for part of it or something. And then and then maybe that builds or something like that. I, that's what I mean by more tracks. I think I think there are. OK, that's just my opinion. I don't know if that's in fact, because I, I think some of the Canadian tracks sound, sometimes sound a little hollow or small or not small, just not as, not as full. Not it's as just full. like okay. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, there could be more. Whether it be more vocals, you know, bringing a choir yeah. or or whatever. Um, yeah. That that's that's my you know, from a radio perspective, from the radio guy saying it. That's that's the that's the feel I'm getting out of it. But it, yeah, w- what do you say, Alan? Yeah, you know what? Actually, that would be common uh, in 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 the discussions and feedback because I've, I've had a number of these kind of discussions just with artist friends like drew and and others um uh you know in radio just to you know get a sense of what what are they hearing what what is the difference and james i would say yeah you're you're pretty accurate there <laughs> it's, it's the idea of um on the whole, and there are exceptions, of course, they're very thick sounding Canadian, you know, Canadian produced tracks, of course. But um, I would say there are a lot of tracks that are recorded, uh, a lot of layers. Um, and, and there's sort of this production, the way of doing the production with the 
the mixing and the mastering, um, the whole uh, approach that you know a lot of these guys they they rub off of each other in in that Nashville community. So you mm-hmm. get a lot of the music sounding. I mean, you have varying styles, of course, but the the, pr- the production value is very much yeah. the same and. And a lot of radio in the U.S. and Canada, and, and I would say internationally, has sort of, um, and probably without really pinpointing it, but we're a, we're in this conversation articulating it. Um, it they they've sort of le- you know leaned towards this sort of uh, sound that comes out of there, and it's become this uh, way of doing music. If you're going to put music out there to radio that it's going to have this it's got to have this certain shimmer on it right and 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 it's not it's either right or wrong it's just a sound that's come out of there and i I think in mainstream music i will say this i we we hear a lot more variety in the turn the way that different music is actually produced because you'll listen to you know, secular radio, mainstream, and 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 there's some production that you would hear, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's it, it, it's all incredible," but it, it's something that on Christian radio you wouldn't necessarily hear, right? If if it was in a you know a Christian song, it's just there. It, there seems to be a lot more variety in the mainstream. If you know, I can say that in terms of production, sound, and qualities, and, and so forth. But Nashville has this this specific sound that Christian radio has really gravitated towards, yeah. and some people have called it a canned sound, you know, or you know, it's a formula um, that just has been widely adopted. Uh, it's it's in the approach, right, and and how the tracks are, and are added and, and how the arrangements are put together right yeah, yeah. and of course when you have sort of a certain geographical region like nashville putting together it's a machine right that's putting out music at incredible you know at a credible incredible pace and um and so yeah it's, there's going to be similarities for sure but you know you'll hear um other other Christian music, uh, other worship music that's that's done out of um, you know the big churches like Hillsong or right. Elevation or, or Bethel. Some of that still passes through that Nashville, goes through that yeah, it does uh, right. that Nash- Nashville filter, it's true. so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of collabs and different things going on, and uh, and, but, and live music, know. live music. Don't forget, you know, this is a live performance but but all the tracks that were added after the fact <laughs> yes yeah. exactly right, right? right. <laughs> so it gets back to your point on tracks yeah there's tracks are where it's at um in, in that in their, their approach but right. yeah it's um uh, i think it's great you know we've got a lot of variety um we've a, we've a lot of great things coming out of canada um i know drew um we've shared the same heart for for this country to see let's you know we want to see this music community continue to grow and, yeah. and expand and and to continue to see great things out of Canada and 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 I think yeah we we've been seeing that and um yeah well a lot of the artists are are doing stuff out of Nashville too right um or or parts of their projects the the essence the Canadian essence still shines through which is great and you know what whatever that might 
mean if we were to dissect that what is the canadian essence right yeah, or totally. <laughs> what 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 makes it what makes it canadian um but uh yeah it's it's interesting so for for the next project um, if i do it in canada fully Hmm. Um, I'd, I'd be curious to see, okay, what is the sound going to be like? But I, I'll always remember this conversation tracks. Okay. we got a layer, 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 but not messy and not muddled. That's right. No, That's right. clean is the key, right? It, it, really it, is. It, it Everything has to have, you have to be intentional about it. Right. And that's what great production is. It's, it's, it's space, but it's also putting, it's knowing where to have the space, where to have what instrumentation and layers it's in the arranging. And obviously, um, yeah, putting it together so that it, everything just, it, it's harmonious. Right. And it makes, uh, makes the listener happy <laughs> back so, when i was uh, um, working in winnipeg i was uh, when i was working in the studio in winnipeg there um i would have you know drummers and guys coming through all the time and you know they're like okay we're kind of get that nashville sound or they want you know the big drum sound or whatever and they were used to doing okay we're gonna just gonna do like six or seven or eight tracks of drums and i'm like no 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 if you want the nashville sound we need like 15 16 right yeah, yeah. we need like right. drum like record everything twi- like it needs to be like a big big sound and they were kind of like no it doesn't bro i'm like and trust me and i would you know mic everything up everything's sounding good put up the faders and like listen to that snare and we're like oh this sounds huge i'm like well that's so going back to your point there jk yeah i think there is an element to kind of like uh not more sometimes can be what is needed for a song just to have that kind of like I don't. I don't know what the right word is, but yeah, kind impact. of that, that, that impact. Yeah, that fullness. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Um, yeah, fullness. Yeah, let's go yeah. with that. Um, but Alan, I want to want to talk to you about something because you, you brought it up that the idea like the Canadian sound, whatever that might be, or and you do have a heart for Canada. We've had many discussions over the last millions of years together, um, talking mm-hmm. about like literally Canada. millions, literally, literally yeah, millions. We're I mean, really I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Music industry here. That's right. Oh my gosh. Um, like what? What do you think is missing from the from the Canadian landscape that you would want to see here when it comes to CCM? Yeah. Well, you know what? I would say, and and we've talked about this in the past. It would be great to see more collaboration. Amen, brother. Right? Yeah. Because we we have all these all these wonderful artists, and we're talking in the various. Um, genres in in Christian. We've got the worship. We've got you know the pop and other styles as well, gospel and and it would be great to see more collaboration. We see a lot of that happening, and this is the power and where the unity is is where you know you get these artists and producers and arrangers, and everybody's sharing ideas. Yep. Um, everybody's looking for ways to help each other over the fence, so to speak. So Nashville really has created that community. That's right. And, and we have yet, I believe, to see this happen in Canada uh, at, in, in its fullness. There are definitely moments, right, that we've seen and groups getting together. And I think with your artist collective, you, you've tried. Yeah. But I think it's, it's sometimes feels like we're, you know, paddling upstream, even when we try to do these unified sort of things and collabs. And, and it, it, it maybe. Yeah, we as a as a community just need to really just spearhead this and just say, yeah, let's let's do more of this. We need to be um, sharing ideas, and um, when you give and share, um, 
more, you know, more comes back to you. Right. So, um, I think yes. a lot of us have felt like we have to really do this on our own because, you know, we, if, if we don't, then it won't happen, <laughs> you know, totally, man. uh, right. And, and that's normal. And, and we all, it's good to have, you know, outlets where we're all doing things, um, expressing expressing how God's uniquely made us and how we can give our gift back to the church and back to the community. Um, but if we were to do more on the collab side as a, as a whole coast to coast, I think, I think we would start to see, you know, um, you know, a, a just a new, even a, maybe a new sound come up out of this nation. And people like from the church side of things, people have been praying for unity and revival and, 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 and great music to come out of this country. And we know um, great music is happening, but um, maybe, yeah, it, this is a conversation that we should definitely continue and, and it, uh, you know, encourage other artists to uh, think about and, and think about ways to collab as um, I think, yeah, we would see, uh, you know, great outcome here. Right. And yeah. So I agree. Yeah. It, I think sometimes <laughs> I think human nature and, and this is, a you know, Christian or not, you know, people tend to hold things close to them in general and, and be like, you know, I, I get, this is my baby and I, I don't know if I want to share it or, you know, I, I just want to have my, my hand involved in this. Um, or they might not feel somebody else will truly understand, um, you know, how they want to put things together. But I, I think that, um, yeah, I think the more that collaboration is encouraged, um, uh, yeah, we'll, it'll just become part of our culture. And I will say this though, what's cool, like since COVID, we've seen some of that, hints yes, of that, right? right? And it's not that it's not happening. It's just, it, we, we got a, you know, we got, um, greater distance to go, but right. We've seen, I think, um, yeah, Steve Lansing just produced something for Mark Masary, a, a collab with a bunch of artists, really cool stuff. Um, we saw that with the, the blessing Canada, yep. right. That, yep. you know, collab that came together and, um, really cool. Right. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I think it's about casting vision and people will follow vision. Right. And, um, and, and so I, I think, it's not that we're not connected here because, because I think in Canada we're really connected really well, but if we're in our conversations, um, you know, sharing ideas or asking questions, say, Hey, what do, what do you think about this idea? You know, if, what if we were to co- co-produce something or what we're, you know, um, when it comes to the songwriting, more collabs in the songwriting process to more collabs and arranging more. This is what um, I want to see. Yeah. Collaborated. Uh, now we could say online events, <laughs> you know, online um, music, like, and that's sort of the, yeah, it's, I know Drew, like we've been talking about this for over a decade. Well, really. I, I want to speak to this for a second. I want to drill yeah. down even deeper into this if you can. Yeah. Cause um, I, I remember those years ago, um, I remember texting and calling a bunch of musicians and, and saying, Hey, let's, 
what I want to do is bring the spirit of Nashville up here, not <laughs> not to duplicate or replicate, but definitely to like how can we become more of a collaborative community? And I was like, yeah. hey, let's actually be intentional about writing songs together, or let's let's yeah. do this. And the and the amazing thing that the responses wasn't exactly what I had in mind or what I expected. It was re- kind of like, well, what's in it for me? Yeah, and I was and like, "You the... gotta be kidding me!" Right? Let's, yeah. Let's just create together. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. It doesn't work out. But I think the idea of like having like three or four like I'm gonna use I'm using air quotes like name brand artists actually writing a song. So it's not just like a feature. I'm not saying, "Hey, Alan, I wrote the song. Come sing on it." I mean, that's cool. But it's yeah. like, "Hey, Alan, let's write a song together. Let's both be featured on featured on it, or go ahead and use it, or I can like whatever." But the idea is we're working together to create some art together. That can help yes. the church. It can help people in their spiritual walk. It can just be a fun pop song. And let's actually do this intentionally with more people. And it was weird to have so much pushback. I think only one person said, I'm in. <laughs> Everybody said. And so for me, it's like, and you mentioned before, sometimes human nature gets in the way or whatever, whatever. So, <laughs> so, so what do you think it would take for, I mean, a pandemic, obviously, that, that helps. But what, what do you think it would take for people to say, yeah, let's do this. Let's find a way to become a, a deeper and more um, enriched creative community here in Canada. What do you think it would take for that? For all of Canada, you know, we as, we as artists should be um, sharing and collaborating and um, encouraging each other and cheering each other on. And, and that, I think that even comes to, you know, sharing each other's posts about when they release music, right? And, um, I, you know, I know, Drew, you, you've done that with me. I've done that with you. Um, other artists have done that as well. So we're, when we're cheering each other on, too, we're, we're saying, hey, um, I mean, that's a, that's a way of, of supporting what, what, you know, individuals are doing or what churches are in um, you know, groups of artists might be doing. And I think doing that on an ongoing basis would be great. But I'd say uh, in general, um, yeah, encouraging people to reach out to one another to do the, the, um, the co-writes, to do the collabs and and everything else. um, I think, yeah, with no, maybe lofty expectation, right? We could say, Hey, we're going to collab together let, it'd be great to create something great, and that 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 it's it's good to to go for ultimate impact in whatever we do, right? Um, but to to say, hey, let's just have fun in the process and 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 spend some time together. And we we do see a lot of that kind of thing happening in the U.S. You know, um, totally, yeah, right. Stephen Furtick, I mean, he's been great at bringing like Torin Wells and you know Carrie Job and uh, all these other people together. Um, you know, it, you know, obviously, you know, church setting, they're very collab oriented. I'm just using that as an example. Um, but we could see, you know, things similar here where we're bringing, bringing people from different backgrounds and, mm-hmm. and different, even musical styles and, and, and coming out, um, uh, and putting together something that will, um, you know, scream team. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's right. You know, that, hey, this is more than me. This is this is something that is um, for the greater good. It represents um, the very diverse body of Christ that we have here in Canada. And yeah, there's times for sure where you get together with like-minded, you know, in terms of style and so forth, right? Um, and that's cool. But it's it's neat to have um, you know get together and 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 
collab with with people that are very different from yourself as well and and we can celebrate those differences and that diversity um so yeah i think just at the core of it it's it's having an anchor where we say yeah you know this is this is this is what we we desire and here and, and what is the why the why is because when god looks at the earth he's not looking at um like different denominations and different right. styles right. and things like that. He's he's looking at his body. It's it's one body. Yeah. Um, and so that's our why. We're one body with one voice. Um, very definitely, like all of us are uniquely created and have unique gift sets and different things like that. But uh, that bringing that together just creates this beautiful tapestry of you know. Yeah. His body. So I'm, I think I think it's um, from a logistical point of view, it's traditionally been easier for artists, U.S. artists, to collaborate, specifically because they are um, they're all residing or living in the same area. So it's easy to yeah. say, "Hey, Bob, you know, why don't you come by to the studio and we'll rec- you know put some vocals down, or let's let's get together and write stuff." Totally. Having said that, though, with technology these days, there's no reason why that can't work in Canada. Yeah, really, it's just a matter of just doing it, right? Um, yep. And and yeah, with our our uh, you know the the web conference platforms and zoom has been become huge um yeah there's a lot that can be done over a zoom session right yeah, totally man. uh right uh, or other we've got so many uh, video conferencing technologies and built into our social media as well really there's no excuse why we don't uh, it's just a matter of either a uh, people have been you know n- not thinking about it and that, that's probably what it is it's, yeah, it's not yeah, that people yeah. don't want to want to do it it i think everybody would agree, hey, yeah, this is a, a great idea. And then just like anything, you do need to have some kind of um, leadership. But if, if, if that, if that um, kind of collab and, and, and encouragement continues to happen, it could just become so natural that everybody will lead it, right? I think ideally that would be great if That's everybody becomes a leader in this, right? That's Not right. obviously just one or Ten individuals. I mean, at first somebody's got to sort of spark it, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then and then okay, let it let it, you know, turn into this wildfire that just sweeps our nation and doesn't stop. And the fuel of this is obviously, you know, the God given creativity and and desire to connect with others. Right. I have a buddy of mine. Uh, actually, he's he's a pre- previous guest, uh, Dwayne Laring. And whenever I'm down in in Nashville, I'm always just hanging out at a studio. His awesome. studio is great. It's a good spot. But the reason why I hang out is because they, apart from just grabbing coffee with him on the regular basis, is because what he does is he shares a studio with a, like five or six or seven other artists or producers. And so you go into this Sweet. massive, massive house, and um, and he's in room A. And then down the streets, down the halls, room B, room C, like Stu G had a spot down there. It's like all these guys in one location. And so it's really cool because they would just come and go, hey, man, what are you working on? Oh, and doing like, oh, you should play this track. You should do this. Or, hey, hey, hey you know what? True can sing. He should do backups on your thing. And so I would be put to work and I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm singing on the song. And I think there's a special. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I think 
that space for like I would love oh man if I had all the money in the world I would love to create like a like a community house so like all like the the best or the coolest or my friends we can all say okay let's just create our own different spaces and then we can just naturally collab because I think yeah. that for me is what I miss like I want to create a place where people can come and there's a songwriting area here there's a production area here there's like a video room over there and so we can just work on each other's stuff on the regular basis as new clients come in we're just like sharing the load together because um, I think that's the next step it's one thing to say hey let's write a song together and Zoom sessions are cool and all and I mean COVID sucks but I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there was something some way to kind of have everything under one roof where we can kind of like Again, COVID sucks, but we kind of breathe the same air, creatively speaking. <laughs> I think yeah. I think that well, would be could, so magical. Yeah, and you know, something like that. You know, we could we could definitely we could start with what we got locally, yeah, but right. obviously we could GTA or Ontario. But obviously, we want to see all of Canada join in, and with technology, we can do that. What about starting a Kickstarter for something like that? <laughs> you know, something that now I'm taking notes. Is, <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, that's great. If you had all the money, we do have all the money in the world. Um, right. You know, it's. Yeah. I mean, God owns everything, and I look at it like this: like there are people that have the desire to to sow into something that has a purpose and, and vision, right? Uh, people do it for innovations and products all the time, and you know, which is really cool. So why not music, right? And and something that that is redemptive in nature and and is going to bring people together and and really um impact our nation right so yeah. and, and maybe beyond so i don't know just uh just brainstorming thinking out loud right um and uh but yeah that that's maybe one one way to fund you know yeah. to fund it yeah. uh <laughs> so i i mean um there's always Lotto Max, but I don't know if that would go over too well. <laughs> keep scratching, keep scratching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what is it? One in uh, forty million uh, might win that, but um, but yeah, something a little but more. Still realistic. a chance. There's still a chance. Yeah. Still a chance. That's right. You're, you're an optimist. Yes, there's still a chance. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, maybe yeah, some sort of way to 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 fund fund this and maybe out of these collective things you know you look at some sort of thing where hey a percentage i'm just brainstorming here um but you know percentage of royalties that are made from radio go back into it a percentage of um you know where if if you did if you created something you're part of something that came out of this entity then everybody sews a little bit back into it you know, you can call it even tithing back to the house. That's right. That's <laughs> right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So here, this is something that, yeah, let, let's see. We'll compare notes and maybe any of the listeners to any other musician, friends, artists, you know, you're all welcome to join in on this. There we go. So. <laughs> Always love brainstorming ideas. And this is definitely one of those ideas that could go somewhere. Yeah. Christian radio could be in on it. That's um, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they got the money. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can make a comment. I can I can make a comment, but, but uh, I'm gonna turn my mic Sounds off like and then I'll turn. Somebody is. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> mute that individual. <laughs> I don't want them to hear. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Somebody loved that comment. Yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that, that means was. You're, you're laughing in the it's money. Like, that, that uh, yeah, there's, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> 
Yeah, we should do a like, uh, you know, caller uh, donation time now, you know, fundraising. Phone lines are open. Call us at Between the Rooms. Yeah, call us immediately. That's right. <laughs> Listen, what a great uh, what a great conversation, Alan. Uh, you know, as as per the norm on on our show, we never know where the conversation is going to go, and uh, this is one of those conversations. <laughs> I love that. Like aimless conversations are the best. Yeah, yeah but it, yeah. but it's not aimless no, because we can kidding. look back yeah, and say we actually had a constructive conversation, <laughs> right. which is great right. too, right? So, no, and exactly. hopefully this hopefully this you know gives people ideas. If if anything, it causes other artists that are you know regular listeners to the podcast to reach out to other artists and say, hey, you want to do something? Yeah, why not? Exactly. And, and maybe it starts with a coffee, and maybe it starts with a Zoom session where, hey, I just want to bounce these ideas off of you because I've I've started writing this song. What do you think? That's right. And then you know from there it just grows. And can I tell you, anybody who has collaborated. From from what I've seen, has been successful. Yes, and and maybe that's the one reason right there why people, artists, whether they're they're a big artist, a big Canadian artist, or they're they're a, out of the U.S. and they're a smaller artist, whatever. Anybody that's done it has has had success. And obviously, there'll be different variations of that success. But look at you know a guy like what I admire is a guy like Toby Mac, who you know listens to these other artists and musicians that are out there. Ultimately, signs them to his label, Goatee Records, and then from there does a collaboration with them to introduce them to the market. I'm thinking, it's how, how brilliant is that, and why aren't we doing it? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we should definitely continue this conversation it's been been great maybe yeah drew you and i need to start <laughs> yeah 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 we do it's, it's been a long a time coming of, yeah it's uh, i mean we we started uh yeah there's been pockets here and there right and yeah. um yeah we just needed to stir the pot again and be like okay let's let's do this um and uh, yeah i think we'd we'd see a lot of people in on it right uh, and that's that's the other thing too i mean you mentioned you know label we don't have any real labels in canada right there's not a whole lot of infrastructure here in canada for sure yeah. no yeah. and a lot more infrastructure in the in the us totally. um although with technology and and so forth um typically the the benefit of a label would be you know they're you know, publishing your music, they're promoting it. There's a marketing engine behind it, which is all great. That's right. But you, that's another area where, as a collective, we can collab exactly. and, and you know share our experiences, share our connections, share our resources, um, share the knowledge, um, and and uh, yeah, we we can do what a label would do without the actual you know, entity being created in essence, right? It, it's more, Hey, everybody's in it together and everybody's supporting and cheering each other. Everybody's, um, hungry to, to make a change and make a difference. And, uh, you know, we've, we've got this common goal that we're, we're aiming towards. And, uh, it, I, I just, I just think it, it will be beautiful to see this community continue to grow and develop and, and, all the art that will come out of that will be incredible. So I'm just speaking that in, in faith and <laughs> as an optimist, but believe in that. I think we can do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Alan, thanks so much for chatting with us on Between the Grooves. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys, and uh, hope you have a fantastic week. I thought uh, I thought we would be 
talking more about um, recording in in Nashville, and I, I know you had you know suggested that maybe we even talk about you know putting it all together, that whole crafting part of of what he does. Uh, but the collaboration kind of came out in that conversation mm-hmm. more so than we've ever probably talked about. Yeah. Which is and good. Uh, so brainstorming a few ideas and maybe that'll, you know, get to other people as well. You know, they'll hear this, this, um, episode and think, yeah, let's get together. If that's all it does. Yeah, great. totally. You know? Yeah. If you're an artist out there, if you're trying to figure out what to do, ask yourself a couple questions. Like, uh, first of all, um, why aren't you collaborating <laughs> with, with more people? But also who can you collaborate both within your town or city or within your church, but also across the country? Who can you be reaching out to? Who can you be connecting with? And maybe try and write something this week. Well, you never know what might happen. You never know. There you go. I'm available, Drew. That's awesome, man. That's good. So, everybody, James is available for you. Thanks for coming by. There we go. Yeah. Make sure you check out Alan's music and webpage at alanfroze.com to find all the links to the music and events and social media, all that kind of stuff. He's such a great artist, and I'm a huge fan and old friend of mine. So, definitely check out that site. You know, on the same tone of collaboration, mm-hmm. our artist advice this week coming from Nicole Nordman. And uh, this, this ties right in with with what we've been chatting uh, about with Alan Froze. This is Nicole Nordman with some artist advice this week. Surround yourself with people who are a lot more talented than you are. Always, always be um, in community with musicians and writers and artists that you really deeply admire and who who are just further down the road, who are better. Because for me, it always elevates my own standard for myself, it elevates my craft. It makes me want to. It just inspires me to to get better and to keep working. Um, the minute that you kind of feel like I got this, is dangerous. Don't ever feel like you know you've arrived creatively. And that's actually one of my biggest rules too. I'm a huge fan of trying to work with people who are better than me. That's a that's a sting rule. You know, he's kind of like whenever he records or does anything, he wants to make sure he's the worst player and the worst person in the room. And I try and do that as well, because um, you know, like excellence inspires excellence. It draws it out of you. And so when you work with people who are amazing and wonderful and who are just you know better, yeah, you become better. Now, what do you do when you're the best? I've never been the best. Hopefully, so. hopefully you never are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so good. Always, always making sure that you're the uh, least talented person in the room. That's right. That's the That's best right. way to go. Yeah, it right. really is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. We'll share them with uh, others on the podcast and all of that. Just helps us reach more people as well. That's right. And we would love to connect with you on Facebook and or Twitter at Between Grooves. Please, 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 let's hang out. Let's chat. Let's tweet. Let's whatever you do on Facebook. I don't know what the kids do on Facebook anymore. Are they on Facebook? I don't know. Probably not. Okay. Well, then they can follow us on Twitter. There we go. Bye, everybody.